Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Fembrane. Hello, one and all. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing okay. We are... Coming out of the dark times, well, not not, not news-wise. That's that's just as bananas as it normally is. But um, but I mean, you know, the the weather is changing. You can feel it. Spring is on its way, and I love spring. It's just the, the feeling of optimism in the air. You know, I love that time of year. And uh, and then you know, the, the the evenings are getting lighter, getting lighter later. I love that. And so here we are. Here we are. Um, this is a, uh, this is in uh, insane the fembrane. Um, another brilliant addition this this week. Uh, I had such a great chat with our guest. Um, a real, it's a real, it's a real eye opener. Every time I speak to to women about what it's like to be a woman, I always learn something new. And I know that sounds like people people listening to this now going, "Well, you should you should know you should know by now. You should know this, nothing." But no, every day is a is a learning day. We're always learning things because you just you just don't think from your from your you know you just because you see things from your perspective all the time as you as you would, you know. It's sometimes you forget what other people have to deal with, you know, um, and what people have to go through. Um, and so I, I wanted to have a chat with, with Esther because we were, she'd just been on live with the Apollo, and I hadn't seen her. We've known each other for a couple of years since, like, working together in Edinburgh and things like that. Um, and she's done Apollo, and I was so chuffed for her, you know, as as you would be as a mate. You know, you're proud to see your mates doing well. And I just thought, you know, brilliant. You know, that's gonna she's going to kick on. You know, she'll be she'll be going on tour. She'll be doing this, that, and the other. And and it was good to see. It's good to see good people getting good things. And then um, I hadn't seen her. And then after Christmas, I just happened to book her for a gig that I booked, the Beck Theatre in Hayes in Middlesex. That we do it's a monthly gig, beginning of every month. It's a lovely little gig, uh, even though we, we, we were making we were making light of it at the beginning of the episode. But it, it was just joking. It's a lovely gig, lovely people, and Steve and, and the crew that that run the gig are so lovely. It's a really good gig. So if you're around, you should come to that. Um, but I hadn't seen her, so we were talking. We just uh, I booked her for it. We were getting a train. She didn't see myself. We're on the way there. Myself and Kate Martin, another brilliant comic. Um, and she's like, "Oh, I'll tell you after. Tell you after." And then afterwards, she started to tell us that since her appearance on Lovely Apollo, she'd got so much shit thrown her way from people just angry with her uh, about a certain piece of material that she'd done. And you know, I I've I mean I've had a little bit. I've had people. I get the odd comment now and again, but. 
not waves of hatred that that women seem to get. It doesn't. I know. I know men get it as well, but it seems to be. It seems to be with women. It seems to be more and more the, 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 real hatred. It's real, really awful. And Esther's lovely. She doesn't deserve anything like that. So it was, it was really upsetting. She said that the gig she just done for me at the Beck was was the first one she'd done since uh, all the stuff had gone on with Lively Apollo. And I didn't realise. I didn't realise she did because she'd gone into herself. She didn't know. She was going to quit comedy. She didn't know what to do, and you know, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that this had been happening all the time, and I hadn't realised. I felt really bad, but that, but then I went and saw her new preview of her new show, and then she's now dealing with it. She's now owning it. She's now dealing with it. She's she's she, and she's a completely different person, and it's wonderful. And I just wanted to get her on and have a chat about it, and it was a really interesting chat, real eye opener. So. Um, so that's what we do. We also talked about smear tests and the importance of that. Now the material that she talks about on Love Apollo is also that's is to do with smear testing. And I can't stress this enough. I see it all the time. I see people online about getting smear tests and that. And it is so important. And I know I'm a man saying that, but it is important that you get your smear test. It's far more important that you get checked out down there than to just leave it because you don't know what's going on. And I say that as a man who doesn't go to the doctors enough, you know, I should go. I just worry that I'm going to be wasting people's time and we shouldn't. We shouldn't. These are what this is what doctors are there for. They are there to make sure that nothing bad is going on. So get your smear test. Lads, get yourselves checked as well. Everyone, get yourselves checked. Anyway, so coming up in a minute is Esther Manito. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. All right, mate, Starbucks. All right. <laughs> Isn't you? Oh, is, it a, is it a refillable one? This is a refillable one. Oh, you're so good to the I tried planet. to get... Oh, I'm not. I tried to get a, to- a takeaway coffee in Waitrose yesterday, and they were like, have you got your own mug? And I was like, no. And they are like, well, then you can't have a coffee. Wow. That's how, that's how we roll in Waitrose. Oh, wow. Just pour it into my hands. The instant rage I felt. <laughs> It's that it's that kind Fuck of off. yeah. It's the I don't know if it's a a working class thing, but you kind of go. It, it, I feel judged. 
You know, I'm like, I didn't know. Maybe that it is that. Yeah, I didn't know you had that. That's, Maybe yeah. it's my imposter syndrome. Yes. And we... I'm good enough to be here, you yeah. fucking Waitrose <laughs> bitch. I've worked really hard to be able to come in here. Now you're fucking about with mugs. I don't know. The rage. No, I, don't, I, felt, yeah. I, felt, I felt it was judgy, like I'm just this animal that doesn't care about the planet. Yeah, that's that's that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, I don't have, you know, I'm I'm using paper straws like everybody else. Why am oh, I? Don't get me started on paper straws. What is the point? What is the point? <laughs> just don't have a straw. <laughs> just don't, don't have a straw. Zip in for just a second. You sound quite off mic at the moment, Esther. And I can see that you've got a really good mic there. Is are you talking into the right side of it and everything? Yeah. Man, oh, that's me. Yeah. That's oh, is that better? better? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Great. Thank you very much. Sorry. Back to the straws. Thanks, man. <laughs> Oh dear, here's mansplaining about microphones. <laughs> When's International <laughs> Women's mansplaining Day? Mansplaining I know, I'm very excited about International Women's Day because it means I get to see other female comedians. Oh really? Is it still a problem? Yeah, I only ever see women on International Women's Day. Really? Or when it's like a special event, yeah. If it's like ah. Mother's Day gigs, International Women's Day, oh. I don't know. Is that still, oh, I thought things were changing. Because I had, I mean, I don't know, maybe because I'm a bit of a legend. Because I had loads yeah. of women of mine. <laughs> well, I, I did know. yesterday. I had um, Hattie Ashdown opened and Sarah Callahan closed. The one All right, in, we get it. You know what I mean? We get so, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just is better than one that, Is this the one in the reception? It's not in a reception. It's... <laughs> It's in the car park. <laughs> yeah, you told me it was in a theatre, and when I turned up, we had to perform in the reception. It was in a theatre. It was. What was funny is that when you went back, because you were there three days later, and you went, "This place is different with three hundred people in it." <laughs> it's amazing what happens when, you can, when, you, when you're allowed in the main room and they fill it up. <laughs> we were performing to twelve people who didn't even know why they were there. <laughs> yeah, they were there for some staff meeting. <laughs> yeah, we just stood up. We just stood up in the staff room. I just started. I just started talking. Hey, I won't have you messing with my gig. That's a lovely gig. That we did it, it last night. Nice it was gig. lovely. It was lovely. Did I, you have um, that woman in who gave you notes to read out? No, no, ah. I didn't. No, I didn't. She's well, apparently she's been back before. But I didn't have her mm. last night. What I did have though, we had a lovely guy called Alan. Alan, who's uh, who's is blind, and Alan was chipping in, and. Right. I said at the end, well, I said, thanks for coming. Alan's had a blinder. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> luckily so everyone we, laughed. Well, you should be cancelled then. Yeah, really? Should we, should we crack on with that? What, cancelling me? Yeah, let's get you cancelled. You mean I won't be allowed on Twitter anymore? Oh, no. Oh, no. How oh, are you boy. anyway? How are you anyway? Are you all right? What, mentally? Well, no, I know that's a ridiculous question. <laughs> Having known you for a while. Hey, you would have loved the gig I did the other day. It was full of empty chairs. It really re made me, it really <laughs> took me back to us. <laughs> I know, that was uh, that was a lot of fun preparing for Edinburgh with you. Wasn't it? After, well, yeah, we just didn't have any opportunity to practice our show because every time we turned up to perform somewhere, they were like, no one's bought any tickets. So we'd just have a pint. Yeah, just catch up. Wait for the... Wait for the festival to kick in. <laughs> but Esther, this... Esther's done 400 previews. I'm like, yeah, to no one. So they were of zero to use. <laughs> to furniture. This is what people don't understand about what we do. Like, they see us on stage and they see us all, you know, confident and smashing out our material. 
But they don't realise that in order to get to that point, we have to sit in empty rooms and and sit there heartbroken because we've put a show on and no one's come. And then we see online, everyone's like, oh, I did this preview, there's five million people there. They carried me out on their shoulders and there's me and you putting I, chairs back. <laughs> I had to do a preview after um, Tim Key mm. and he had oversold the venue for oh, his wow. preview. So there was like... They had to cram in chairs for his oh. preview. And then I had to come down and do my preview. And the girl that was running the venue was like, um, just give us like 20 minutes because we just have to put a lot of chairs away. And then I could see the chairs going down. And yeah. I was like, oh, when's it going to stop? When's it going to oh. stop? It, I, felt like, I felt like I was watching my, my, the money in my account go down. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, Oh, is she going to start 40? No. Oh, it's still going. <laughs> She's like, God, this is a lot of work. I've oh. never had to reduce the size of an audience so dramatically with such a little turnaround. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for that. Can you but stop? I had, yeah. I had about 20, I had about 24, which is a massive leap from when we yeah. were doing previews for our debuts. And it yeah. was one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I didn't know why they were there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, wrong room. I thought this was the toilets. <laughs> I, it's super light to leave yeah and just sat there watching us sit there moaning but, it, <laughs> but that's it it, 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 might, it does muck with your head and I that. had that big projector oh you had oh god yeah <laughs> yeah it slides <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so depressing about when you have props or anything for your show you schlep yeah. it out somewhere and then you have to schlep it home again <laughs> To your children's uh, little faces going, was it a good show, mum? And you're like, oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. This this <laughs> this projector didn't get warmed up. Still cold. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing, I remember doing, I've said this before, I think, but I, I remember doing Edinburgh when I did, it was the last show. And, uh, and I had this big, so at the end of it was a big light show. And it was kind of like this heavenly light and I was getting taken up. I think you saw it. But the first couple of days, there's no one in your show because the festival's just starting. So there's two people from Lincoln. Hello, Lucy. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're just bathed in this light. <laughs> ah. It was your tech guy who said it was just the most depressing image he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from the back. Just two yeah, people it lit. Just, it was just two people lit. Not sure why they're, <laughs> what they've just sat through. And you going, just live your life, guys. Yeah, live you got to just... <laughs> expecting to be carried out <laughs> you just gotta just be yourselves <laughs> just live your truth that's it oh god it was so bleak uh, so that's bleak. when everyone was that's when you put out the legendary oh yeah uh, there's two there's two facebook posts which will always go down in history one i won't mention mm. um and the other one is yours of you oh, going yeah. Can everyone just fucking chill out? Because everyone was like, I've got no audience. Why am I doing this? And you're like, I've just literally done, poured my heart out to people. And you always know when you, when you have a show, but they're always quite sweet when only about six people show up. And then you see them in the street and you're like, you're right, Dave. Oh, and yeah. Whoever and whoever you're walking with is like, how do you know that person? They're in my audience. I know every single person that was in my audience because there's only six of us and we all got to know each other very well. We went for a pint afterwards. <laughs> all right, Dave, how's your mum? All right? Oh, yeah. good, good. How's the kids? All right, Joe. 
Yeah, How's yeah. the anal fissures? Still coming up? <laughs> oh, no. I, had it. Well, I remember being in Edinburgh 2014, and there was like four people there, four blokes, and I still did the show, and then halfway through, the bloke went, we should have just had a pint, mate. And I just... I just <laughs> it's nothing yeah. worse. But that, I yeah. once, I once got a kind of, I got reviewed by um, a, a child, essentially, mm. a very, very young man, and uh, he was like, "Oh, oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something catty." So in the review, bearing in mind there was, oh, kid you not, five people in the audience, of which him and his mate were two, so oh, three audience members all spread out. And he, I didn't know I had a reviewer in, so I kept laying into him because I was like, firstly, you're 12, and secondly, why are you dressed like a nautical <laughs> sailor or something? But he then went and wrote in his review, who's like, well, and her show's supposed to be 60 minutes. Sadly, she only did 50. And I'm like, what? yes, because I know what everyone wanted. <laughs> and all of us, including you, son, wanted it to end. <laughs> <laughs> and that extra 10 no minutes one. was all the laughing that didn't happen <laughs> I know I was like no one wanted this to carry on <laughs> imagine you've just gone just another 10 guys <laughs> like the last leg of a marathon oh god we're yeah you're there. We're, we're, we're nearly at that water pit we'll nearly we'll nearly all be getting our bananas for getting through this my god yeah imagine that they just put a silver silver cloak around you I know. <laughs> I once had a very elderly performer who was doing a show upstairs who came into my show just to find somewhere to sleep. <laughs> she, was was... Playing Ma <laughs> she was playing Miss Marble Miss Marble upstairs. She I'm just came down. It was like I needed a kip. <laughs> and your room's always quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna just curl up at the back. Uh... I was like, Fuck me. See, and this is why everyone <laughs> goes... i paid for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just started charging her the rent. Um, this is what people don't realise. Like I said, they, you know, it, we are privileged to do what we do. We, I don't take that... I don't take it for granted, but at the same time, there is a lot of work that goes into it, and there is a lot of disappointment and a lot of... It's just There's a lot, lot of... Very it's humbling not, moments. Yeah, it's like last. I night, don't know a, though. Do you, not, do you not, Rich? Do you ever do you ever walk away going, "I'm"? So, I mean, I know there are people in our industry that walk away going, "I'm really fucking amazing. I'm amazing." <laughs> but I leave most things, even if I've had a blinder and you know me, I walk yeah. away going, "I should be melted down and made into glue." <laughs> but I do, <laughs> I do really I, honestly. What is our job? I it's like nuts. being on the stage. When I'm actually on the stage, I like it, but I never yeah. walk away thinking I'm anything special. I, 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 if I've had a good gig, I'll go, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't walk away going, I'm a legend. Like I'm absolutely, they're going to be building a statue in the, in the park of, of me <laughs> after that one. They'll be able to build a statue of me. She created the most quietest atmospheres <laughs> for all people who needed rest <laughs> in Edinburgh. All of her, all of her, <laughs> everyone who came to the show was well rested. Everyone who came to the show got a good 50 minutes of rest and she didn't keep people longer than necessary. <laughs> Is what punctual. I'd like to be written on my on my gravestone. <laughs> I do. Do you, you having known you for a bit? Do you find it? 
how this is because I'm quite shy, and I've said this before. Uh, fundamentally, I'm a shy person, so I don't know how I've managed to become a stand-up comedian. I am. I am. I know I don't look it, but inside, inside, you know. Can't, I can't do same. small talk. Yeah. Really? I hate meeting new people. Yeah, I panic. I don't yeah, want I used to be people. like that. Yeah. And I hate people. I like, like, you know, um, people would think that you really want to talk about your job. Well, when anyone starts talking to me about my job, I straight away change the subject. I would really? rather talk about anything. Yeah. I get, I, I'm oh. so embarrassed. So like when an, I did live at the Apollo and obviously like it was lovely because mm. loads of parents at the school on the school drop off would be like, oh, I saw it. And, you know, wanted to say really supportive things. And I just go, oh, thank you. Anyway, how's your <laughs> job? How's your yeah. life? Like, I don't want to dwell on it. I get really embarrassed. I'm the same, actually. Yeah. When people ask me, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, they're like, who have you met? And you kind of tell people. But, yeah, I don't dwell on it long. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I'm I more like, boast. yeah, I know. I, I like can't, yeah, I feel like such a knob. My God, we're such amazing people. <laughs> <laughs> we're both hairy. We're both... <laughs> <laughs> I can't boast, though. And I'm really amazed because when, when you're with um, a comic who's really quite good at boasting, I'm always like, but how do you not feel this because we're all feeling this mm. how do you not feel it but they don't no there's some people that you just they're just they're good at selling themselves yeah and there's some people that are just bulletproof they don't give it any thought they don't think about anything they're just like no i'm great and you're like but do you not wake up in the morning with all the voices and all the or go to bed <laughs> at night with all the voices going do you know that thing in 1994 that you said that no one else remembers <laughs> yeah but you. i have to I have to go to, yeah, my husband has to like slam two dustbin lids together throughout the night just so I can drown the noise in the voices out. <laughs> just, like, just all night, like a one-man band just so you can get Yeah, like they're monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can drown out the voices going, you're a massive turd. <laughs> Do you know what, though? There is an element of, there must be something in you like me, like a lot of comics, that we still have that, yeah, we are quite shy, but there is something in us that pushes us on to do what we do. Yeah, I want to be loved by somebody. Do you know that's what it is? <laughs> Affirmation from <laughs> yeah. strangers. I just want someone to go, you're all right. Mm. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> that's totally what it is. That was what humour was for me. Right. I got massively bullied during school. I was a complete outcast. If I didn't have humour, I was literally like, what else was there? I was hairy. No one fancied me. I wasn't really? bright. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't academically bright, so I had nothing really going for me. So it's no. like, look, I either make people laugh or I am fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did. So that's what you did. The classic, relying on the humour, make them, make them laugh, yeah. so they love you. When I left school, I got the clown of the school award. <laughs> everyone got, everyone got awards, and it was like, you know, I don't know if. I don't know if they did them in 1704 when you were at school, but... Um... <laughs> There's only four of us at school. The rest of them had the plague. <laughs> <laughs> do you when you used to have to ride your penny farthing in? <laughs> yeah, we had to do slate and wax to write. write slate on. and wax? What a... Well, you, there was a combination. Well, there was one time it was slate, wasn't it? They were chipping away at slate or scratching on slate. And then there was... I seem to remember they used to use wax as well, weirdly. You well, were, I did. That's yeah. not in my time. So that's what I learned at school. <laughs> at your school, you're all chipping in to help write the Rosetta Stone. Just like <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. You're up next, Wilson. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I can't remember what I was saying. 
I can't remember. Do you, well, that's it. I mean, at school... I, oh, no, I, did you have... I, yeah. We had those awards where it was, no. like, best looking. Did you not have those? They no. still have them now. So it's, like, best looking, most oh likely... God. Yeah. That sounds I know, brutal. They have, it is brutal, but I was quite pleased that the award I got... So we had, like, most likely to end up in jail, <laughs> most likely um, Mr. Essex, Mrs. Essex. We had all these. And uh, my one was clown of the school. Oh, I didn't have any of that. We didn't have... I used to dread sports day. I just yeah, knew oh. I'd be shit at that. I hated sports day so much. Um, but well, we didn't have... We didn't have awards for things... Well, not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. After... <laughs> Which is like, hang on. Yeah. Oh, good. We're getting awards. Where was, where was my award? More award ceremonies I've not been invited to. Um, I... <laughs> that sounded really vicious. I've never... Mean it. I've never been given an award for any... Oh, no, I did. I got Leicester Comedy for Award, but I've never yeah. been given any other awards. I I, got, I was a prefect up until the third year in my secondary school. <clears throat> and then I just kind of didn't. So up until then, I was a good lad. Yeah. And then it all went to shit, unfortunately. But we didn't have anything well, then, like that. We didn't. I, my school, they were just happy that you were there and they didn't care if you weren't. You just kind of... I just stopped going in the end. Right. So Fair no, one, no one cared. There was no like come back. We got the awards to give out. <laughs> no, we had yeah, we had we had awards, but I think it was a relatively new thing. Yeah. And then when I became a teacher, the school also had awards. So I think it's quite a new thing. Yeah. I think it's quite an American thing, isn't it? Sounds like it. You get an award. Like we didn't used to have proms, and now they no. want proms. Yeah, we just had disco, school disco, but now it's all yeah. proms. Oh, uh, it's people turn up in limos and all that shit. Yeah, we never had that. Oh, what? We ne no, school disco we had. We had school yeah. disco. Um, you get a weird snog of someone. and then you Oh, go God. I had the weirdest snog of my life at my school disco. Neither of us wanted it. Oh, really? No. He didn't fancy me. I didn't fancy him. No. But there was no other options. I think I got a sympathy snog. Yeah, I Thinking think back, it was a girl called Lisa King. And she was I'd never even heard of her before. I'd never seen of her. But then it turned out she was in the girls' school. She was quite. She was like one of the top girls. Top girls. And I'm thinking back now. I'm like, do you know what? I <laughs> one think of the top was, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there was her. There was her sister Sharon. Her cousin Sharon. There was a load of them. And I think they must have been. Uh, they were probably doing that thing where they go right, snog the snog the weirdest bloke or the weirdest kid or oh, like a cause I just, yeah because now because i was sort of sat on my own towards oh. the end and then she just came up and just started snogging me oh yeah and now I'm well, like, maybe oh. she's out there somewhere lisa no. king get in touch tell <laughs> us tell us what you look like now she ended up marrying one of the top boys from the school i can't remember top his name boy. danny he danny was a was like eight feet tall even then in like the fifth form he was massive big rugby player Oh really? Yeah. I huge. always I always find it weird when I go back to my hometown and, and people that have married people from school. Cuz yeah. I feel like it must be cuz you change so much. Yeah. It must be weird to grow up with someone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a few people that I know and they haven't lasted. They've been together ever since school till Oh yeah, about 20 odd years. And now that you know, some of I them are just I think when you hit middle age, you really yeah. change. You must yeah, I, I don't know how you I don't know how you do that. I mean, is it love or is it just because you're just comfortable? I don't know. Get in don't touch know. if you're listening to this because I'd love to hear. <laughs> if you got together at school and you're still together, 
Why? Yeah. yeah what happens? Is it? What? Explain yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> where did you meet? Because you, where did you meet uh, your your fellow? Because your fellow's lovely. My fellow is lovely. Bless him. God love him. He. Where did I meet him? I met him when I was at uni. He wasn't at uni. I was at uni. Okay. He did not go to uni. No. All right. No. No. Did although, not... although he is a lot brighter than I am. He has he an air is. of a man that knows things. He does just know yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask him, and it's really boring when he explains it. Me and the kids are all like, oh, because <laughs> he'll be like, in 1901. <laughs> he, he knows about proper stuff. Yeah. Like, he's got good common sense. But uh, no, he was a rugby player uh, on the team that my flatmate was the sports therapist for. Oh, right. And she set us up. And yeah. I didn't, I was not taken with him. Really? Like to start with? No. no. <laughs> I was what? like, big old l- lummoxy man. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, because in your show you told us your list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, w- I, wanted, I wanted a Ukrainian guy. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute heroes. I wanted heroes, yeah. I want. Well, I just wanted... I guess to be fair, though, I mean, he looks a little bit Eastern European, but mm. I don't know what I wanted. But I, yeah, I never thought I'd marry a skinhead English guy. No, that's what happened. Yeah, and, but it, you're so well suited. You obviously love each other very much. He's so supportive as well. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. He's I know. A, I'm very he's lucky. So he is. great. Um, and it. Yeah, this is the thing you've experienced the extremes of this industry like you've experienced like we've talked earlier putting on a show and no one comes to it and then success is like winning you know an award in Leicester and and then you get onto the live of the Apollo but then you've experienced the other side of it which was the which was the the awfulness of social media that you've just literally just gone through and all you did yeah, was so do awesome. a show all you did was be on telly and the I shit know. you got was incredible and now, oh. and the last time, so the last time I really spoke to you was when you, you came and did the Beck Theatre. I didn't realise what you were going through. Nearly had a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I didn't realise. <laughs> that was my first show, and I just wanted to vomit. Mm. It was my first show after receiving my my online hate. Yeah. And I just wanted to be sick. And I was like, I can't talk about it before I go on stage, but I'll tell you after. And you and Kate were both like, she's been really weird. Mm, and then were. when I came on stage, I was like, okay. It really, it, yeah, it messed with my head. Mm. Really messed with my head. I was very stupid to look at comments, and I advised that nobody do the same or pay no. any heed. And it's weird when you come out the other side of it because when you're in it, you feel like you'll never get out the other side of it. Yeah, and it's crazy as well because whilst you do get a lot of hate, you get a lot of love and a lot of support. Oh, and really? I think the people that want to support you and enjoy you will make that known mm. so you don't need like you don't need to go and and seek out the hate i mean it was so i mean with me it was an accident that i i got sent a, a link directly to a list of comments and oh I really on it yeah by someone who, who i'm not sure fully understood what they were doing no they obviously no because that's the last thing you want to see well, they weren't a friend of mine or anything. It was out of the blue and it was just... <sighs> so being a tosser you... then, yeah. So they were just like, can you just explain something? They asked me a very weird question about my stand-up and I clicked on the link and just straight away I saw all these comments. And what happens is, which I didn't realise with Instagram, they do mm. everything in time order. 
So all oh, I'd seen right. was comments on Instagram. And I'd seen some negative, but it was dispersed between a lot of positive. So I, I never, I didn't really think about it. But with um, things like Facebook, they'll keep all the negative and then swallow up all the positive. So you don't really see the positive because uh. what Facebook does is if they can keep the ones that are getting people to riled up and quite aggy, they'll keep those at the top as the most relevant. Oh, really? So anything where it's, yeah, so we're anything on Facebook where it's like, oh, I enjoyed that or right. I like her, that just gets swallowed up. So if you scroll down to the bottom of the comments, you'll see oh, you want to load more comments, you can see them. But uh, they're like, oh, we've sorted them into the most relevant. So anything where it says she's a stupid bitch and then someone clicks like or says, yeah, she is, yeah. then that gets pushed to the top. So, so... And so mine was always... a range of hate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't just have... And that's what I got sent a link to, my Facebook. And I couldn't speak for about two days. Really? Yeah. I just functioned for about two days and then I thought oh, I'm going to go out for a run that will sort me out and I went and met up with my friend Michelle who luckily works in the industry mm. and she totally gets it because she's worked with so many comedians and she's worked with comedians who have had way worse than I've had so she yeah. was able to just go this person's been through this and this person's been through this and what you're experiencing isn't even a fucking scratch on the surface of what oh, so really? you know people have had like people have had actual Facebook groups set up just to hate them fuck me the people have joined that what? I hate. Yeah, I hate. I'm not. I'm not going to mention the comedians, but I hate this no. comedian Facebook page. And you can join it, and you can just do nothing. You can just log on and just bitch about this person. Ah, oh, me. Yeah. So she was like, "You've just had people mouthing off because they're annoyed that you're doing a smear test routine." Yeah. But people have had like actual Facebook groups of how much you know, and or like Sue Perkins who went through huge amounts of hate and then suddenly was the sweetheart of mm. of the UK. So it's it's so fickle. Yeah, it's yeah, It's so yeah. fickle. But it's just people, Mate. you know. But if you say anything, if you make a comment, I know I've done it, I've kicked off and I've said something on Twitter or something about a politician or somebody, and then you get banned for three days. Yet whole groups can be set up that are just based on hate. Yeah. That just, yeah. just blows my mind. And... The, the fact that this whole thing thrives on conflict and that's yeah what yeah want. so instagram doesn't that's why instagram's nicer right. so i ra i rang up my agent straight away and was like um this is this is really freaking me out and um because essentially what had happened was i'd given an experience well basically it was the first ever routine i'd ever written and uh it was when my girl was a baby and I'd gone for a smear test but in my sleep deprivation I'd sprayed myself actually with fake tan mm. not even glitter and then my friend who had done something similar she'd sprayed with tinsel spray and then I wrote the joke and yeah and it had come from truth and it had come from you know a group of mums where two of us had done something similar and um and my friend actually didn't she wasn't even a mum she was just really into crafts so she had this tinsel <laughs> spray to hand and you know sprayed a minge all glittery and i'd fake i'd not just fake tan my minge but i'd also fake tan my armpits as well oh shit um, so i'd done full like deodorant spray but um and i'd gone straight out to meet my mates for dinner and i was like oh my god i've been for a smear test and i've got this 
sprayed orange minge and armpits and I stink of fake tan because I'm sweating it and oh god it was nightmare anyway so I'd written this routine and that was my first ever routine and then I did it on Live at the Apollo and I'd adapted it and elongated it and changed the kind of punchline of it and, and created it into a two minute routine and after I'd kind of had ag from men in audiences I then created this male character who storms out and so it became this two and a half minute actual mm. routine and yeah there was there was a plethora of rage about it there was um fact that people felt that they'd heard about this scenario before yeah 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 so that made them feel that it was an old routine right and okay. i and when i went and researched it so i called up my agent and my agent was like i can't see i mean there's female community who've done smear test jokes but this is mm. a routine that's uniquely yours yeah, so i'm not yeah, sure yeah. you know so i've I dismissed that uh people saying that they'd heard it before but they'd heard it before and when you were reading through the comments, it was they'd heard it before from a friend or their auntie had said that they'd done something similar or they'd read in a problem page that had done something similar. And I went and typed it into Google and there are thousands of women who have done this. Oh, really? Thousands. And yeah, there are thousands of women. And what was crazy is amongst... So the way Instagram is, is, I, you know, it's, it's mixed. So whilst on Instagram, I was seeing comments where people would say, oh, this is an old story. It was surrounded by lots of other women going, oh my God, I've done this. Or, oh my God, Shirley, you've done this. Or, oh, you know, I remember me, Auntie Sandra doing something similar. So whilst you might have the odd stupid comment in the middle, but somebody who had a high profile on Instagram took to Facebook and said, oh, this is not, that's all they said. Oh, this is an old story she's not saying anything new and because this person had a large following on facebook people went fucking oh and so they were like so they were like it's an old story it's an old story but what they don't realize is as they were saying it's an old story is they were all just listing the different places they had heard it and they were all different yeah so the only thing you can take from that is not that it's an old story it's that Women are doing this a lot. It's a little bit like saying the man who had a finger up his ass during a prostate and got an erection. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We all could say, oh, yeah, that's old. But it doesn't mean it doesn't happen to a lot of men and it doesn't mean that it's yeah. not a unique story that a man has to tell. It just means that we know a lot of guys or we've heard of it happening to guys. That's all. But I, it really hit home to me. So there was that. There was that. And and me and my agent sat and went through it and she was going, it isn't what, what people are taking. And I chatted to Jen Brister about it because we did Apollo together and I chatted to my agent about it. And we all sat there and we were like, what we took from that is actually the fact that the female narrative is still so non-mainstream that even if a woman says something, because I've even had reviews where they've said, oh, she talks about motherhood, but Catherine Ryan's spoken about motherhood. Yeah. And you're like, how much does... You know, does does a woman have to say something that's so unique compared to her female peers? Whereas in why can't it just be my take on it? Yeah, and yeah, Catherine yeah. Ryan's is Catherine Ryan's take on it. Like, why is it that we're not allowed to ever cross over um, or even have parallel, you know, lines of thought when our experiences are going to be really similar? Yeah, yeah, And the yeah, fact yeah. that, you know, okay, so a woman stood on stage and did a smear test joke. Mine's yeah. different, you know, and mine's my own experience. The yeah. other load of hate was... <clears throat> was women who were very angry 
at a woman being on stage and men who are very angry at a woman being on stage. Really? And talking, still? And doing, doing a smear test routine, yeah. Really? Even in this day and age, you think there's still, there's still that issue? Yeah. So I had a lot of men just going, well, I mean, it was normally, you know, it was the normal, well, this just proves, and from women, to be fair, just saying, oh, well, this just proves that women aren't funny. Mm. Um, women aren't funny, women aren't funny, which I do find amazing that if someone doesn't find you funny, it's because they don't find Rich Wilson funny. But yeah, if yeah, someone yeah. doesn't find me funny, then it means that all women aren't funny. And it's like, yeah. well, you might not find me funny, but I'm sure there's another woman that you do find funny. Um, yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah. So there was I, that. Yeah. Wow. And then just, we, yeah, you know, I had very angry, angry women who said that they hated the fact that women are feminists and... I hated the fact that women might. Do, I mean, it was it was insane. It was insane that just by me doing that smear test routine, it mm. caused a reaction of men who were angry that a woman was talking about a smear test in the same vein, saying, "How dare you say that men are these fuddy duddies who can't handle a woman talking about her private parts?" With women going, "You're pathetic because you can only make people laugh by talking about your private parts." Fucking okay, hell. Um. So, and it was, yeah, it's all on Facebook and Facebook really thrives on that hate. Mm, and yeah, it's weird because before Apollo came out, everyone said, stay clear of Facebook. And I had, I was like, Facebook? Surely it's Twitter, isn't it? Facebook. Right. And then they were like, Facebook's the worst. It really? really thrives on the hate. Yeah. Shit, man. Do you think it does so seem now, to be don't that... read the comments ever. No, never, never. Because up until really. that moment, I was happy in my life. All I'd received was the comments that people have reached out and sent nice comments to me. Yeah. So I had I had no reason. And even when I did see the odd negative one on Instagram, it didn't matter because I had so many, I had so much love and, yeah. you know, nurses reaching out and saying, oh my God, this happens all the time. It's so funny. It's so funny to see that on TV. I can't tell, you know, and a cervical charity, cervical cancer charity got in touch oh, and was like, you know, can you be massive? And also it's so weird because you think, oh, what am I going to get hate for you kind of preempt it mm. not in a million years did i think it would be my smear test routine no this, that was it when you were saying that you had so much <laughs> shit i'm like there's nothing offensive about you but don't, no. oh well i could imagine people getting annoyed that i moan about my husband or yeah you know that i'm then... a bad mother and all the rest of it but for people to be so angry for a woman to tell a joke about a smear test because they all thought it was nick's material nick's a uh, nick's story well, I don't know from where though. No, well, like we, like you said, you've already looked into it, and and like we said, like that's not that's not an old joke. I've never seen anyone do that as material before. But like you say, it's a common story, clearly. But women do seem to get more shit online than than men. They just look mm. like Jenny Ryan from the quiz. She's always posted about the shit she gets, and people keep tagging her into it, going, "Oh, have you seen this?" Like they, like they're trying to help. You know, like don't tag me in that. I've had it before. Someone messaged me and went. Years ago, we did a, we did a, I did it with me, Brett Goldstein, and Catherine Ryan, and then someone that was there messaged me and went, "Oh, that was a shit review, wasn't it?" And you're like, "I oh, don't, I didn't even know there was a review, so don't tell me." You know, it, I know they mean well, but I sometimes like, do I they don't want to well, see it. Well, I don't do know. Do they mean well? I hope, so. I hope well. No, I guess they don't that- if they're tagging you in the shit you're getting. Um, I, I don't know if they, I don't know if it's just complete oblivion. Mm. or the assumption that you're going to be really thick-skinned to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do think... I, I think people don't really know. I think they just kind of lash out, and I don't think they really see you as a person. No, no, not at all. Um, 
but I definitely I, I mean why on earth somebody would go on on TV and do something that they thought was like a I don't know like a like somebody else's routine I mean I don't know I don't know but all I know is that it was my experience and I mean it's a two and a half minute you know whole fucking yeah. routine and it's my experience and you can tell it's my experience so I think that there's and every woman that's written to me or every single you know little little thing that I've read about it it's all it's all different in different variations and god knows what so but it what it wasn't I don't think it was just to do with that. It was mixed with such hate. It was a lot of hate around. Well, this is a this is a story that's that yeah. loads of people know. But also, I don't want to hear a woman talk about a smear test. It, it's, uh, it's disgusting. Yeah. But men can just chat about prostate exams. Uh, a lot of us will talk. We will talk about our cock and balls all the time. Yeah. I mean, the knob gag is not exactly unique. But I think no. what's particularly. What's particularly interesting is that I would, I mean, I've heard Jason Manford, Kevin Bishop, Michael McIntyre, Dara O'Brien all do routines around kids or medical checkups or domestic life, which have loads of different crossovers. Mm. But I've never once thought, well, that's the same as that because it's from their perspective. Yeah. And it's, and it's their own take on it. And yeah. that's what makes it funny. And if it wasn't relatable, if it was totally unique to that person and not relatable, that's we wouldn't find it funny. We find it funny in recognising our own lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up. So the things that I got, I mean, I got a lot of hate as well for slagging off dads during lockdown um, and not helping out in homeschooling. I had loads of women who wrote in support and um, got in touch with me and was like, oh my God, mm. thank you for saying that because that was that was really funny or oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. But I had a lot of men who were like, how fucking dare you? Mm. You know, men were trying to carry on working and blah, blah. So. Right. Mate, it's, it's, it does seem to be, it is still double standards. There are still, it is still, just, do you think it's still, and you think it's still, there's, it's prob there's problems in the industry towards women. Does it? Yeah. This has come up before. We mentioned it briefly at the beginning, but it, it always used to be a bit of a boys club. Do you think it's still, still elements of that? I don't necessarily think it's specific to the industry. I think that we live in a society which still doesn't acknowledge the fact that there are different standards. Mm. And that just, that is, I mean, it's changing, fine, but it's not solved. It's not sorted. And there are still massive challenges that women face yeah um the fact that when i get on a stage i do not look like the archetypal image of what a comedian is so as soon as you step on a stage you're having to you're having to um get the audience on side you're having to win them over which if i was a, a bloke with a i don't know a, a northern accent i wouldn't necessarily have to have to overcome because yeah. that would be more of an archetypal image of what a comedian is so yeah. there's that and there is the double standards of like the the standards are so low and when i did that routine on the apollo i was like you forget how low and i said that on stage you forget how low the bar is for women that all i have to say is i went for a smear test and a man will stand up and march out yeah and that's true yeah. that's true and 
it is incredible that I will be referred to as a comedian who is dirty or foul mouthed. Mm. And I swear, but I don't really talk about sex. In fact, no. I don't have any material on sex, but I have been told that I'm a smutty comedian and I don't have any material on sex. But because I swear. So it's things like that where it's like it really is a low bar for us to shock. If we mention pubic hair, vaginas, period, uh, any kind of sexual reference, you're straight away this disgusting scuzz. Yeah. Whereas then with a bloke, he can say it flippantly and it don't really matter. No. I've seen older uh, female comedians talk about, you know, talking about the, you know, getting the, when they go through the change and... You know, uh, what's that called? Fuck's menopause. Sake. Menopause. Sorry, yeah, I forgot the word. Um, such I a thought bloke. you were saying it in a really Victorian way. When <laughs> they go through the change, um... <laughs> they go through the, uh, <laughs> the experience in the twilight of their years. <laughs> but that's it. That even I've seen comedians talking about the menopause, talking about starting the menopause, going it, getting the menopause, having hormone replacement treatment and you can see a lot of the audience kind of going oh i don't really want to see their arms get folded and they're like you know it's a thing that is going to happen to everyone but even though even if it's not a thing we it's just accept just accept that the male what the male experience has been the mainstream narrative for so long that it doesn't Mm. shock us like jack d does a brilliant routine about going for a prostate check yeah it is brilliant it is funny it is slick but it still involves a man sticking his finger up jack d's arsehole Mm. why is that not shocking but me saying that i accidentally sprayed my minge with a bit of glitter um although in reality it was fake term but me spraying my minge why is that i mean i don't even have to say that i can say smear test and you just feel like this oh here we go there's a woman doing her thing yeah but on the plus i mean it did affect me i won't lie it did affect me i completely crumbled and huge thanks to the comedians that were ever so supportive yourself included jen brister shappy corsandy and my agent and my family and everything and everyone was just like we know you. I mean, uh, yeah. one of my friend, my friend who was actually the other co-author of that joke because she was the one that actually did it. She was just like, tag me in and I'll tell everyone. And I was like, <laughs> God, no. And it's, it's, but you get over it and mm. it's like, okay, it's just people venting for a couple of days. Let them have their vent. And I think it came from so many things, from so many different areas. But on the other side, and I think it's really important to remember, you know, that you could say to yourself, right, I'm going to not say the things that I want to say for fear of being um, persecuted. That's a bit of a strong word, isn't it? (laughs) Fear of being, I don't know. Yeah, but you were though. You were, yeah, but you were persecuted. It was people, like you've said, people were using it to just vent their own, they're unhappy in their own lives and they just saw it, something clicked with you and they were like right I'm going to just subconsciously they just went right I'm just going to give it to this to yeah. this woman because she said a story that I vaguely know yeah and and it happens all I the don't time th- I don't even think half of them knew it I think a lot of people had I think it was because somebody with a lot of following and a lot of backing had said I don't know I mean I don't know the ins and outs but no. I feel like it, it was once somebody jumps on a bandwagon, it's really easy to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, whilst I, whilst a lot of women contacted me about doing, you know, a similar thing, and whilst I know of women who have done similar things, 
Um, I don't think it's that bizarre of a of a story to write a joke about, and I don't feel like it's something that you know I've done that joke for years, years and years and years, mm, yeah. and I've had many a woman come up to me after a gig and go, "I've done something similar." But I've never, ever, ever, ever had someone come up and gone, oh, it's an old Christmas cracker routine. Like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, and yeah. it isn't. People know of people that have done it, but yeah. it's not a routine. You can't sit no. there and go, Victoria Wood did that or so-and-so did that. So yeah. it's it's not. It's just an experience. But we're, it just proves that we're just really not used to the to the female experience being no. mainstream. And like you say, it's funny. When you think back, I remember doing this, thinking about who the great, you know, the, the greats of comedy have been. And it's all men. They, it's all they took. You know, they, Victoria Wood gets a mention. Um, Joyce Renfield. Yeah, and then there's, yeah, or Hattie Jakes and people like that. But, but Hattie Jakes wasn't a stand-up, was she? No, she was a comedy no, actress. She's a comedy actress, yeah, but yeah, brilliant but, comedy actress. Yeah, you know. but they go back and you're like, yeah, it was all men. It was all yeah. men. You know, it was yeah, yeah, and it, and, it's, and I going back as I was mentioning feminism, I get it. This because there are like everything, there'll be some people that will use a thing just to just to use it as an excuse to be a prick. Like I know some people that when you look at their output online, it's like this is just man hating. You're just man hating. That's not feminism. That's not equality. You're just like all men are shit. All men should just die. This should just be a planet full of women. Blah blah blah. So I get it. There's some men that will see that and go, oh well, feminism's a load of old shit. Then it's just women hating men. Yeah. But that's not the case. Obviously, that's not the case at all. Um. It's not the case because obviously I've got too many men in my life that I love, but mm. um, also that's not the, that it's, it's allow a woman to mock and be able to laugh yeah. at the clear differences allowed between men and women. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you turn up at my house and my kids are badly dressed and my house is a shithole and there is no food in the cupboards, people are not looking at my husband going, he's really let the side down. No, They're looking at me. True. And if that pressure is going to be put on me, then let me make a joke about it. Yeah. Just let me joke about it. You know, and the, the routine which you saw when I put into my show is that the whole thing of, of trying to douse your minge up for a smear test is because women are so terrified of looking like they've got human bodies. Blokes yeah. are not doing it before a prostate. No bloke is spraying his arsehole with glitter before he goes for a prostate because he's terrified that, no. oh, I won't look sexy to the doctor. <laughs> but the whole reason why so many women are trimming themselves down there and giving it a spray and God knows what is because we're like, oh, God forbid that we look just not, you know, human for a minute. Yeah. So there are certain injustices and you've got to be able to laugh at it. You've got to. And yeah. you and you know what? Even if people want to get really angry at me um for doing it, that's fine because it means that it's it's just that it's just chipping towards change. You know, if women yes. just keep on just getting up and talking about their narrative and talking about their narrative, eventually it will just become the norm and it will be accepted. So you just got to keep chipping away at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a woman write a whole thing to me going, oh, I bet you're the type of woman that hates to be called love. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> there's other things to worry about. <laughs> I don't care about that at all. Because there are, there's, there's sometimes I do that. I'll, I'll, I'll bump into someone or, I'll, or you know, I'll... I'll, and I'll, or I'll just open the door for someone and, and I'm like, oh, that's all right, darling. It just comes out. I say you, it. Yeah, and you forget. That does not bother me at no. all. At all. 
I call mem. I, I, I even thought it the other day because I was at the outside the school and I'm talking to one of the dads and I was just like, all right, cheers, babe. And off I walked. And I did think for a second, I was like, I hope that doesn't come across as like flirty or whatever. But I mean, it's just your vernacular. That does not bother me at all. I think people know the difference between being genuine and being kind. And I think most people, I think I'm going to see the best in people, but I reckon 98% of those people who wrote hate online would not sit in a conversation over a cup of tea and say that to my face. No. I genuinely think that 98% of those people do not genuinely feel that way deep down, but they there is an anger and a frustration and a bitterness that for some reason, online is easy. It's yeah. just easy. And if that helps them, fine. But I certainly am not looking at comments in the future and I'm very no. proud of everything I've done. <laughs> so I'm not going to let them knock that. I'm really um, pleased that you're, you've said that and you do look and sound like you're in a better place. Because when I last saw you, when we were in, when we, we after Christmas, when we got it was the train, horrible. yeah, you were a fucking mess. Um, oh, I didn't realise any, any. Well, it's yeah. not just that. You don't want people to think you're this kind of charlatan. And I know, yeah. I mean, like, like I'd kind of scurried around comedy clubs nicking other people's stories and things and you're like no this was the first ever joke ever wrote it was the first ever story I said out loud on stage and it was because I was a young mum when I said I mean my my kids were babies and it had happened when my my daughter was little and it was a very fresh experience and it was funny and my mates had experienced similar things so it was just a funny story and I remember doing a stand-up course they said okay just tell us a story about something funny that happened to you recently and that was the first ever story I said so it's always been one that really marked the kind of like bedragglement of what it means to be a a mum and a woman and it was funny and um and, you know, and I've changed it and adapted it and it became then like, this is my NHS, thank you. And, you know, with the guy storming off. So it became a real lovely routine for me to tell. And, I, and, I, and I'm very proud of it. But I was very proud of everything that I did on the Apollo. It was awesome. And yeah. to a point where everyone who wrote something negative, well, then it's kind of done the job it was meant to do. Yeah, if, that, yeah, yeah. if it winds them up, then yep. that kind of proves the point, really. Well, like you say, that's how you make change. You don't make change by keeping things as they are. And I'm not out to make change, but I'm out to have a rant. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of my comedy. <laughs> my comedy's a rant. It pisses me off. It pisses me off that every time my husband looks after the children, it's called babysitting. And yeah. isn't he brilliant? Isn't he amazing? Because he looks after his kids. And everything <laughs> I do for my children is just, well, that's what you should do. That's You're a mum. You yeah, go on. And, you know, it, it it's that annoys me. It annoys me even when I'm working. It annoys me even when I'm working with you, Rich, and you walk out on stage and straight away you see the audience go, yeah, that's what a comedian looks like. Yeah. And you walk, and then I walk out and it's like, all right, we'll see what she's got. And you're like, oh, fuck it. And it's from the women as well. Yeah. It's because I mean, I'm rich. Of- I'm rich fucking Wilson. That's why they do that. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of women, though, that walk up to you after a gig and go, I don't normally find women funny. Oh, I mean, uh, what, yeah. what hope have we got? What hope have we got? What, 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 I mean, I know, so we, we, we are moving on. We are making changes. <laughs> I mean, not this, not this conversation. I mean, in, in life. <laughs> in life. In life. It's like we are making these changes. So there is still a generation of people that still exist that still had that, those old values, those old ways where the woman was at home, the man went out to work. So there's still a few people that are still doing that. Although that wasn't the case with my mum. My mum went out to work 
from a very when we were very young. So it's I, changing. It is changing, but we're getting yeah. But you know, perception of uh, perception of comedy and comedy is really specific. When mm. we think of comedy, we think of a man, and when we think of somebody who's mocking domestic life, we think of the woman being this kind of long suffering. You know, you think of Mickey Flanagan's wife, you think of Jason Manford's wife, you think of these women who are being yeah. talked about on stage, Michael McIntyre, who will happily sit in the audience and chuckle along at their funny husband who's not very organised, not very on top of it, a little bit scatty, doesn't really get, you know, how to organise piss up in a brewery. Oh, my mm. God, aren't these boys funny? But when we reverse it <clears throat> and a woman stands up on stage and goes... It does my fucking head in that mm. he doesn't wipe the surfaces. Um it's nagging, it's moaning. It's, it's seen as nagging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, and when also, you're like all the crumbs everywhere and, and, and your husband's like, What crumbs? What are you on about? I can't see him. I can't <laughs> see the crumbs. But also you've got to remember with that particular Apollo as well, it's the first time ever that they've had two women back to back who are both talking motherhood. And oh really? Jen. Yeah. Oh. I hadn't really I hadn't noticed that. So it was the Shit, first time yeah. they had Jen followed by me and we're both two very angry, like our, our persona on stage is very angry and just ranting about kids. And yeah. then I ranted about kids and my husband. So it was like, it was a, you know. It was a lot. It was a, it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> but the perfect, the perfect amount, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. It's, it's, those are your experiences and that's what you're talking about. And, you know, yeah, you're both mothers, so you're going to talk about that. Can't so really dismiss it. Know, yeah, but they just, but like you say, it's there is still that double standard of, yeah, like like you've. I think I've heard you say before, when a man turns up somewhere, no one goes, "Oh, where are the kids?" It's just assumed that they're obviously with their mum. So, you know. Well, we were debuting at the same time, and. I think we got reviewed by the same reviewer and yet I was referred to as the middle-aged comic, whereas in you were not referred to as no, middle-aged comic because your age that. doesn't matter. Because no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're funny and a guy, whereas in look at this woman who isn't, you know, 12 and has had kids and is married. What is she doing out of her house? It's these things that I don't yeah. think people are even aware of. They're not aware of it. People say it and I don't feel that they're aware of it. They're not that when people say sorry, but I just don't find women that funny. It's like fine, but think about how you've been conditioned yes. to find certain things funny and certain things repulsive. Yeah, and that's what conditioning is. And I understand it. I don't blame anyone. I have no anger towards any of the people that said any of those things because they've been conditioned that way. Yeah. And some of them may genuinely just not find me funny, and that is absolutely fine. That's fine. But I to, yeah. But I did not stand on stage and say anything that was hurtful or cruel. And if I did, I would take that anger. But you can't just vent at me because you've been conditioned that it's okay. No, no. Like that that says more about you than it does me. Yeah. And you, like I say, it tends to happen more to women. I've had a couple of comments and then I've... And I'll just shoot back and, and make some comment about them. Or what I say is oh, I that never get involved. Well, I just say I'm not getting involved with someone that hasn't even got their own face as their avatar. So, oh yeah, this is that this is well. the only time I'm gonna this is the only time I'm gonna talk to you. Yeah, until you have the and balls to have your own I face. I didn't even I didn't even spot half of it. It wasn't no. until my agent went through most of it, and she said, you know, somebody has 
who remains nameless, but this person with a lot of followers mm. who's blue tick verified and a big influencer has decided to gun for you and all her followers have, have jumped on, on board. And I mm. don't really think a lot of them really fully even get what they're having a rant about. They're trying to they're impress having, the person they're that they're having following. a good time. Yeah. And to be fair, I didn't even clock most of it and it's no. all as far as I'm concerned. So you can you know, I'm not No. I'm not gonna look. Why would I? It's the best this the best way, don't look. And if you do put anything up, if you make and to quote it was Joe Rogan I first first saw do this years and years ago. And he just said, You just tweet and then you just drop your phone. Don't even look at it. Don't even see the no. reaction for what you've tweeted, just leave it. And that's that's you know I mean now there's massive controversy surrounding Joe Rogan but at the time it was I, I was like that's quite a an interesting thing post your thing well, it's, and then it's walk away it, we've we've been conditioned like Pav, Pavlovian dogs is that right Pavlovian yeah I'm thinking of the dessert Pavlov what Pavlovas <laughs> a Pavlovian response was when you uh... a Pavlovian response <laughs> and we've been we've been conditioned into these Pavlovian responses where we go we post something and then we get like 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 and so it's made us go oh we feel better oh we feel better oh we feel better right now I'm going to post the next thing like 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 so we've, we've conditioned ourselves that our validation comes from these constant likes and and retweets yeah. or whatever um, which also puts a lot of power in the people that then want to send you hate. But then a lot of people thrive on that. A lot of people thrive on the hate. Um, yeah. And I think it's not actually real. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Hang on. Producer Paul's put up Pavlovian, Pavlovian conditioning, also called classical conditioning, a type of conditioned learning which occurs because of the subject's instinctive responses as opposed to operant conditioning which is a, which is contingent on the willful actions of the subject. There you go. And now he's put Pavlova Pav, Pavlova cake. Pavlova is a meringue-based dessert named after oh, the Russian ballerina Anna Pavlova. Love a Pavlova. It's a little bit like I love it's a lovely Pavlova, picture on it as well, isn't it? That Pavlova. <laughs> yes, a pi- I used to send that. Yeah, we have to show it's it because like, um, Esther can't see this. It's like a um, eaten mess, isn't it? Well, isn't it this, yeah, but this one, this will send you the picture. It's got, it's got kiwi on it, strawberry. It's like a proper yeah. cake, but meringue and all that yeah. shit. Wow, oh, I love man. meringue. Love meringue. But I yeah, you're it. right. We are conditioned. We are. We we're addicted to the likes, aren't we? Like you say, you want the, the affirmation, which is again why we do what we do comedically. Why we go on stage, is yeah. to get people to like us. Yeah. You know, and that's why we tweet stuff. That's why we put stuff. So I put photos up on Instagram because more people go, oh, that's nice. And you get that yeah. dopamine hit. But there are some people that do, they do thrive on the conflicts and they inspire the conflict. They love, they'll spend days online just battling with people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I f- there's just better things to do with your time. Yeah. And then I think sometimes people want to kind of only show this positive side. And I, mm. that's, that's what I've struggled with the most because obviously our social media is also our job so you don't really want to go and go oh this is this is a bit crap yeah um, because our job is kind of supposed to i mean i've posted times when i've had a bad gig or when something negatives happened and then i've been you know 
comedian friends are like, don't, come on, you're, you're making yourself look like you're not as good as you are. And you're like, oh, what? Uh, and you forget that it's not just this personal thing, it's a work thing. Yeah. And so now I just treat it as a work thing. But I try and I try and be as open as transparent. I mean, you know me, I'm very open and transparent. And I try and be kind of um, honest about, you know, the reality of, of what the situation is. And that's why I'm, you know, I'll talk openly in my show. I talk openly on stage. I talk openly in any podcast. I do my own podcast, yeah. very open about the experiences that I have. And I've just left social media now to just post about gigs, yeah, clips of gigs and the work that I'm doing. And as a, and I just think of it now as like a little mood board of, um, here's a kind of mood board of my work and, you know, he's the the kind of best clips of it. I ended up getting hacked on Instagram, so I got to restart it anyway. So. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. But it sounds like you've probably after my after my. Oh no, I didn't get trolled. I didn't get trolled on Instagram. It wasn't on me anyway. It was on no. the BBC pages. Oh, uh, right. But it sounds like you've you've taken it all, you've worked it all out, and you do you sound stronger for it. You do sound better for it, whereas I've seen you your before. Biggest, you've just, you know. big, my biggest fear wasn't even it wasn't even all the hate. My biggest fear is that people thought I'd gone and kind of I don't know where they thought I'd. Yeah. I don't know whether they I don't know whether they thought I went like I mean because nobody said another comedian did it, so it was weird. It was like, oh, this is not. And I was just trying to think of like what's what's a really common old story that I'd taken like a I don't know. Like yeah. a Christmas cracker joke, I guess, or like knock knock, who's there? Doctor, Doctor Who, like a, a yeah. situation like that, and God, oh, I'll just do that on stage, and yeah. it's like, no, it's this is my, <laughs> this is my experience, and it's the experience of a lot of women. Um, yeah. So let's make it funny and do it on stage. Um, yeah, so it's well, it's funny. It's I think funny. it's I think it's brilliant, and I think you're brilliant, and Thank I'm really you. glad that we got a chance to talk about it on here. Uh, yes, because you're. I think you're. Can I talk I about think, it in my show. Yeah, I think you're. Well, that's it. When I saw, when I saw, it the, takes power of it. It takes yes. power of it. Takes and that's control what I, of it. I was really pleased to see that you you owned it and gone like actually. Because when we first talked about it back in January, you were kind of. Like, I was oh, like, God, I'm never going to say I'm anything. Do, yeah, I'm just going to just quit comedy. I'm not going to do this anymore. And to <laughs> see you, and to see you on stage going, turning it into what you've turned it into. And kind of going, oh, fuck you. I'm actually, you know, I didn't nick it. It's not from anywhere. It's an actual thing that happened to me. You're the pricks for being so fucking horrible. Maybe sort your lives out. Without, you don't need to be so fucking horrible to people, you know, yeah. for no reason. Yeah. That was that was what I took from that. I, I wouldn't it. even know where I wouldn't even know where you'd nick it from because it's just his. Well, it's just. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd never, I mean, apart from me and my mate, I, I hadn't actually, and people, women coming up to me after gigs, but before comedy, I'd never knew anyone else had done it. No, I'd never heard so, of it before until I heard you doing it. So, I, I mean, I don't know, but even if I had, like, even if someone had come up to me and gone, oh, I did this funny thing, you were like, oh, cool, I'll talk about that on stage. It's like, well, that's kind of how comedy develops. Yeah. People, people take real experiences and things that they talk about with people and they turn them into funny stories so it's not yeah. really everything we yeah. do we've taken from somewhere either it's happened yeah. to us or it's happened to a mate or it's we, we, we're always picking stuff from everywhere you know what yeah. we don't do is go oh that's a good joke i'm gonna do i'm gonna take that for myself and do it as mine no, unless you're, no, unless you're an old thing. school prick <laughs> well that's the thing unless you go and sit and write down someone else's routine and go i'm gonna do that word for word yeah and Which no is... one will ever know. <laughs> um, 
I mean, you'd have to be pretty fucking ballsy to go. Right, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and take a, a legendary old routine from I don't know Victoria Wood. I'm gonna do it on live the Apollo where no one will ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental. Imagine the balls on that to do that. But that's oh, the thing God. is that nobody even said that. No, nobody even said that. It was literally just people going. It, honestly, I, I when I talk about it in my show, that is word for word truth. The people going, my auntie said she did this. Actually, my auntie said that she wiped some glittery stuff on her minge once. So who's telling the truth, you or her? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know your auntie. No. It, I mean, the likelihood is that we've both done something similar. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or the person who was like, I read about it in Cosmo magazine. That was another one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, well, or like saying, like, yeah, go on. That his mate, his oh my mate wrote had read that in FHM that is somebody's girlfriend had done it. It's like yeah, well clearly we're all doing it because we're all stupid <laughs> bitches trying to make our fucking minges look as fuckable as possible for a bloody smear test because we've been so conditioned to our bodies. That's the reality. Um, it's mental that you're talking about it, like. It's this yeah. kind of like like all of us have just got this one story that we've all fabricated because women haven't got a life. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> we just go to show, like you said, that's the thing that women have to deal with all the time. I I, I know men that will barely wash themselves when they're having when they're going to have sex with a partner or when they're going to go to the oh, doctor. You're like, have a wash. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, well, I know many many a woman has told me that she's had to tell a man to go and wash before sex. Which is insane. You go, I'm not being funny, mate, but you must smell it. <laughs> so what do you think What do you think is going to happen? I'm so, I know this is taking a turn, but I am so... If I smell someone, if I smell BO on public transport, I immediately assume it's me. If yeah. there's a weird smell, I just assume it's me because I'm a bit paranoid. But whenever, whenever I've been lucky enough to lay down with a lady and, you know, I always make sure I'm clean. What's wrong with you? I've even made it clean just in case. I don't know. But that's but that's the amazing thing about it. That's the amazing thing about it is that yeah. with so many. I mean, like I say, you know, even in childbirth, I'm like, oh god, I'm going into labour. Better give everything a quick trim down there. God forbid. What? Yeah. This is a. Do you know what? It's. I did that, that in my yeah. show. I remember the mother of my children when when she was giving birth to my eldest, and we were all there, all stood around. And it's all happening, and she's going. Oh, and she went, I'm so embarrassed. And like, but this is the most natural thing that anyone could be doing. I know. The last thing anyone's going like, fucking state of that, Jesus Christ. I know. I know. But that's how we've been conditioned that if yeah. we're not looking as attractive as possible at all times, which is why it's a common story. Yeah. Honestly, Rich, I cannot. When when I sat down and went back through it with Holly, my, my long-suffering, lovely, lovely, lovely agent, but when we sat and went back through it, she was just like, but this is just loads of people saying about all the different times somebody's yeah, done it that they it. know. And yeah. she was like, unless somebody says another comedian's written this exact same routine, what, what are they expecting a response to? Yeah, Stop yeah, reading yeah. it, ignore them, they're mad, and let's <laughs> use it for material for your show, which exactly. I've done. Exactly. Well done. And I'm glad to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did this. Thanks, Esther, for coming on. No. Where can we well, find hope, you? Hope, can we can I, we find you online? I hope it makes <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go if on. If you'd like to if you'd like to send me some really violent hate about how uh I do I do a routine about my husband doesn't wipe the surfaces. Now, I've got a feeling there may be other women out there that have had similar gripes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean that I went and stole that from Mrs. Gibbons down the road. <laughs> <Gibbons>. um, <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. But I honestly, I really hope that um, any female, you know, starting out comics who are listening to this and I think who will have had negative comments about how oh it's been done before mm. or or oh it's not nice when a woman talks about that or when they get shit from men in the audience, just keep on. Yeah, that's all yeah. you got to do. Just keep on. You'll find your audience. You're going to find the people who get you, and we've got to make our lives mainstream. We've got to make them mainstream because at the moment they're still not considered part of the mainstream narrative and therefore weird and abhorrent. And yeah, that's yeah, where, yeah. That's where it's it's becoming a problem. Brilliant. And I, I, it's funny we mentioned that. I remember Ricky Grover saying to me, he goes, there's only so many things you can all talk about. He goes, <clears throat> so it's just your version. People want to hear your version. You know, so yeah. so don't worry about it. You're gonna you're gonna talk about things that other people have talked about. So, like you've just said, don't worry about it. But you're right. There needs to be more. There needs to be more. There needs to be more women brought to the brought to the forefront of comedy to, like you say, to change the narrative and make it not such a sausage fest. And with that in mind, <laughs> lads, have a wash. <laughs> oh my god, wash. Just but then also, women stop freaking out before. I will never ever spray anything there now. It's like, look, that's yeah. just what it is. I keep just myself go. clean. Yeah. Just go. Um, and I've stopped with all the nonsense. Yeah. Uh, my husband's delighted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's more important that you get your smear test than what it looks like. That's something else. I do realise that there's a lot of talk of that, that women aren't getting their smear tests, and they should. I know it's intrusive. Well, yeah. It's not very nice. No, it's But the not, alternative it's, is even it's worse. It's really important. Mm. And that's why I was really pleased to that that, got a positive response in the amount of women who literally watched it and just went, oh, I need to put my smear. And I was like, fine, that's great. I mean, Brilliant. that wasn't what I set out to do, but that's obviously got to be yeah. a positive side to it. Um, but yeah, please do go and catch up with my Apollo. I do a lot of ranting. I mean, the smear is just one bit of it, but there's a lot <laughs> of ranting. So go and catch up with that and then give me a follow if you like it. Bloody right, mate. And you've got a podcast as well. Ghastly Women. <laughs> Slag off women. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Esther. Talk about the great. horrible things that women do. <laughs> women are lovely, though. They're all queens and princesses. They don't do anything wrong. <laughs> You've no, been great. About, there you go. Some depraved women. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, what's it called? Ghastly women. Ghastly women. Yeah. I'll check it out. Esther, thanks for coming on. This has been lovely. Oh, thanks for having me. That's uh, been great. 